it sounded like a beer cracking open over there. Hey, talking to you guys. Need it. <laughs> hey, Greg. What's going on, man? We haven't had you on the show in a little while. Yeah, you guys must be getting desperate for some uh, for some information here. Well, I, I, I was watching the uh, – and Abe was watching them too. We were watching a lot of SEC runoff stuff. You weren't there this year. You were doing, doing other things. Disappointing. But, uh, I, I always like Greg's take on the runoffs. Uh, there's always – there's always <laughs> drama and uh, and stuff, and you've been playing in the SECA for a while. So, did you pay much attention to it this year? Or no? Well, uh, I did peripherally though through social media because this past weekend, because we couldn't make the runoffs this year, it was a uh, it, it was a decision. Primarily, it comes down to COVID. It was a combination of well, I got my hours cut back this year. Ed started a new job because mm-hmm. of COVID, and um, there were no parties, there were no gatherings. We couldn't throw our annual bash that we normally put in um so and we it's were still expensive at, to, it's, to it is expensive there. <laughs> well we qualified well, both of us qualified fact, oh you guys both did three majors we did and we in fact we both won our we both run our respective northeast conference majors championship doing it what what classes were you in were you in stu uh, and eprod yeah uh no i did it in stu and okay. the white civic in that 300 horsepower sequential transmission civic and uh Ed did H-Prod in the uh, Honda Fit. Okay. Okay. But it was great. The uh, The news release was funny that my the last two majors I did at Pit Race, the Civic was overheating. So I actually competed in STU uh, in the same group as STU, STL, T1, T2, T3, T4. I think American Sedan was in there too. Good grief. In the Honda Fit, <laughs> which was which was hilarious. Decidedly and, less pace than a well. I, I spent most of my time with the uh, hours in the uh, the eyes in the mirror pointing. Yeah. The the really sad part is I didn't finish last. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I don't have it. Even I know a thing or two about what driving Honda fits and pointing people by. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. So it's so nice. anyway, we we both qualified for the runoffs, but then when we realized uh, that there were no gatherings, no social gatherings going on, no parties, we couldn't throw our annual party. Um. Plus, Wisconsin got on the uh, hit list for up here in the Northeast. You had to go through a 14-day quarantine and register with the state and all that. Oh, really? It just, oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole list of states that if you go there for more than 24 hours, you got to come back and self-quarantine for 14 days and actually fill out a form online. I think that's true of my employer as well. Uh, Wisconsin's currently listed as uh, Tier 1, so you you got to play by the rules. Yeah. Isn't Indiana a hotspot too, Abe? That's where you're at. Uh, I think for as far as Connecticut's concerned, everybody outside the Northeast is. Yeah. So well, anyway, uh, that's so our decision. Yeah, so instead, what we drive. did is we went to uh, we went to VIR last weekend. VIR was VIR? not on the list. Goblins go, our regional. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, good old VIR still uh, the same as it ever was. Same as it ever was, except this past weekend it was wet. Rain, oh, rain, yeah, rain, 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 just pouring rain all weekend. They, they had some pretty uh, stellar weather at uh, runoffs, which is good to see. Oh, I was quite impressed. They yeah, still managed honestly. to uh, – uh, there was a lot of red mist, a lot of people getting crashy. But, well, it's uh, the runoffs. It, it happens. Yeah. I mean, you go back and you look through the years and the adrenaline kicks in. Um, it, the runoffs are always that way. The, the yeah, stress level at the runoffs is just and, you know, yeah. off the wall. Yep. Um what uh, this was like your first year not doing it in a bunch of years, right? 
I started, yeah, for a while. Well, I didn't go to to Sonoma, which I think was last year. That was just oh, too that's far. right. You you went to Laguna Seca a bunch of years ago. I did go to Laguna Seca. I did the uh, I did Road America from ten onward. I did Laguna Seca. Uh, Fifteen was Daytona. I did Daytona. Sixteen was Mid Ohio. Yep. Did Mid Ohio. You were there. Yeah, we actually did a podcast uh, yeah. of the STL race. Me and Bowie and Scott Job. <laughs> I still listen to that every once in a while because you guys were on the radio and watching when I did my 120 mile an hour spin or whatever with Mike Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 17 was Indy. I was unemployed, so I didn't go to Indy in 17. Oh, okay. Um, 18 was, no, 18 was Sonoma. And 19 was wow. VIR. Yeah, last year was VIR. Yeah. yeah, so I did VIR. Okay. So I missed 2020. Which is yep. too bad because Road America is one of my favorite tracks in the country. Um, what do you like about Road America in like a, a a lower horsepower car? Like what's what's I haven't done a wheel to wheel race there. We've only I've only hosted them. I didn't race at our last weekend uh, a month and a half ago. But well, uh, I I like big fast flowing tracks regardless of what the car is. I, I prefer the VIR Watkins Glen Road America. Uh, I like tracks that are big hairy balls track tracks. Um, not so much mid Ohio. Not, not a big fan of Lime Rock, even though it's one of my closest tracks. I just like those big, historic, good driving road courses. And on top of that, Road America has a great—I um, guess I call it ecology—around it with the food and the beer, and it's plenty of place to spread out. I mean, if you want to go off and live in the trees for a week, you can. Yeah. If you want, if you want to live in the paddock, right, cheek to jowls with everybody else, you can. And it's just a—it's a great place to be. And it's, it's, you know, it's one of those historic tracks that you just kind of feel the vibe when you're there. Yeah. I, I feel the stress level because uh, race control, Mike, is a crabby guy. So. Hmm. Yeah, I've never worked. That's, I've a, never that's a true story. There. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 pretty crabby. But uh, we, we got to we got to know how to work with him uh, this year. So I brought Did you go out and see Brian Redmond's cat? Uh, no, I have not seen Brian Red, Redmond's cat. I'm going to have to go out and visit the grave outside the carousel. So many historic it, places there. <laughs> I did go to Seepkins last year. I didn't go this year. but um, yeah. That was my first time actually going to that bar. But, it's a great place. We yeah. stayed at the hotel uh, there. Me and uh, Dick Patola stayed there for, I don't know, probably three or four years. It was beautiful being there, stumbling, ho- stumbling home. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a cool place. I, I, but, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to wheel-to-wheel racing there someday. But, um uh, so you like big, fast flowing tracks? I do. Yeah, I, I like Mid Ohio. I think it. I for some reason that's my favorite place to race. Maybe it's just because that's the place I've raced the most. But well, it could certainly be. I mean, you always always remember your first, right? I mean, yeah, for me, it was Texas World Speedway, which is another one of those big, fast flowing tracks. Yep. Um, was that the one that uh, that you drive outside of the racetrack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you drive. I love that place. It was absolutely a wonderful place to drive. It's pretty much the. It's very similar in layout to New Hampshire Motor Speedway, but like three times the three times the size. Yeah, yeah big, you, fast. Yeah, you go into the infield and you go out through the back straight. You get a big wide area out there, then you come back in through the back straight. Mm-hmm. And like now a, it's dead. Yeah, now it's houses or becoming houses. Really sad. Um, so what are you, what are your thoughts on this year's uh, runoffs and some of the uh, uh, some of the racing, the stuff that you got to see? Well, I, I we were watching some of the races uh, in remotely from VIR, and I thought the I thought the B-Spec race was a great race. Yeah, that's what I those, said. those guys really did a good job. I was, I was waiting for the the I 
terrible with names, but whatever that guy was that make that that last pass, I think it was in the can in a corner. I was like, that's that was what a move. That was the yeah. great place to be. I, I, I didn't catch the end of it. That was it was fun to watch. The the last lap was a good one. Same thing with Spec Miata. Last lap was pretty Spec Miata was a, you know, but that's that's a given, right? You we expected Spec Miata to do that. These yeah. guys were doing a great job up there. They were actually shockingly clean too. Spec Miata is like way better than Spec Miata was yeah. six years ago. Yeah. Well, they did have their own. They did have their own drama llama right earlier in the week with qualifying. Yeah, I don't know if you heard yeah. about that. They lost the whole session, I think. Yeah. Well, they pretty much lost the whole session. So I, as I as I get it, third and fourth and fifth and social media hand is that the guys up front decided they were going to back up the pack mm-hmm. about halfway. I think they did that on Tuesday. And again, third-hand information, so don't beat me up. So they all got a text the next morning, Wednesday morning, that says, don't do that. Well, they went out and they did it again. And they black flagged, they black flagged them all in their first lap. And brought him in and gave him, I guess they gave him the what for, or said don't do that or whatever, and, and released him out. And he only got two or three laps in. That caused a nice little social media storm. <laughs> yeah, people asking for their $250. Yeah, $250 back. back. <laughs> and, and the guy that did that, and I love you, Mark. I consider you a friend. Um, you know, I, I, I got to go back to the 2004 Mid-Ohio runoffs when – Said gentleman was blocking the track and qualifying and had a collision with somebody trying to get by. So we got to be careful. Yeah. yeah you got you to gotta be logical and predictable, especially when yeah. you had 77 cars or whatever. Oof. I mean, I understand why they did it, right? And and the the resolution that they offered the next day for Thursday's qualifying was to line them up in the pit so they were already gathered up two by two mm-hmm. and then let them go. That way people weren't strung out. And I think I, I presume I didn't watch it on TV, but on uh, on streaming. But I guess that resolved their issue, and they had no problems on Thursday. Yeah, I think they were, they were only doing live commentary. They weren't actually showing video of the of course. Okay. So, but yeah, they were they were. I heard them talking about it, and it seemed a lot better. But yeah, you can yeah. spread seventy seven cars out, and that equals a lot of a lot of people. Per, oh sure. Per I mean, you're team. you're releasing them through a chain link fence one by one. They're gonna get strung out. Right. So the solution they came up with on Thursday, I think, was a reasonable compromise. Um, what, uh, what are your thoughts of, uh, of next year? They're going back to Indy. Going back to Indy. Um, well, I've never been there except as a spectator for eight years for the formula one race. Um, I think it's a fantastic facility. Everyone that went there in 17 had pretty good thoughts on it, except for just paddock space was tight. As I recall, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm I think, hoping they're going to fix that. I, I heard some people say the track isn't the most fun place, but it's cool to be there. You know, the track is that yeah. fun to drive. I, I think yeah, it's I fair to there. say that. I've driven there yeah. once. Um, what, uh, what What are your thoughts, Abe? Abe's the only one who's driven there. He lives like a block away. So. Uh, there's, well, I don't know if it's that close, but um, there's only like one spot onto the track uh, that is coming out of the infield back onto, uh, like toward the banking. There was, I think that's the only spot that you could get yourself into any kind of trouble ever. And it's it's kind of a long way out. Um but it's it's very flat. Um, I mean, it's it's a historic place, but like it doesn't uh, it doesn't do for me the same things that like Road America does. Yeah. As a driver, um, I've, I've heard that um, I've heard that the that the oval has the asphalt that's like cut a certain way, um, and that it that it does weird things and oh, like the boy. car. That, that, that brings memory back to the old uh, Bridgestone Michelin of Formula yeah, One right. in 2005. Well, when, when I drove on the circuit last year, 
um, what I was left wanting was the the actual F1 layout that got to use um, that that banking on the last turn before the start finish. Uh, mm-hmm. But now they use a chicane there that that drops that bank corner like completely off the uh, road course. Oh, that's, that's so it's like well terrible. Uh, I mean, to me that running an event there would be especially fun if you ran the F1 layout without yeah. it. It's just like, meh. I don't not, think the SCCA ran that configuration. Did they, I believe they came blasting out and ran Indy turn one. I think they did. Yeah. I, uh, they've got so many possible options to run at that place, but um, I think the SCCA did run. It wasn't full F1, but it was close. I don't, I don't remember. It's been too long. Mm-hmm. But, um, it did look like it looked like a pretty good place to race. There was some pretty heated battles uh, as far as like the track raced pretty well from watching it on the live stream. It seemed like that to me as well. Yeah. yeah did, I, the the part that good. always sticks in my mind was the Indy safety crew. We, we kept we kept wanting to see some incidences on the track just to be able to watch the safety crew. Yeah, they were up before the cars came back around in more time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually stole some ideas from them because they were like they were drag racing, chasing people down the front straight on the start, you know, <laughs> um, and like the safety crew would if somebody crashed on the start, they were there like in 10 seconds, not even, yeah. you know, um, and at Gingerman, when the safety crew is down for whatever, and, and I have them follow the field around it in GLTC and uh, yeah. just in case that uh, something happens, they can get to them in five seconds, you know. Um, or we park them down at turn 11, uh, like in drive, ready to go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that was an impressive safety crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I'm looking cool. forward to it. And, you know, as I've never, except for walking on the surface as a spectator, I've never, never been there. Is, uh, is that your uh, plan for next year to drive, uh, yeah, runoffs? Sure. Yeah, Good. we do plan to go to the runoffs next year. It's, okay. it's one of those things I've been wanting to drive Indy somehow, either with the SECA or with SVRA. Um, so I got to get that in the books, cut that notch in the belt and do the runoffs. Right. Uh, so this, uh, you were driving the, the STU car that you guys have. Uh, is that what you would drive next year? Well, we're still trying to decide. We have a new secret weapon, which is probably not so much secret anymore since I drove it last weekend. You, you know me, I've always, always looking for the next hook. <laughs> Right. What's, I mean, we, uh, could, what's, we could go through all the hooks that I've gone through in the last I, year. Since I've known you, you've had like five different race cars. So, and I haven't, I haven't even known you that long. So. Yeah. It, we, we find the hook, like this, like the ITS Civic SI in Daytona, which I, I can't, I was so close to getting that car on the podium. Mm-hmm. Um, this year's, this year's hook is the first gen Toyota MR2 in H production. Mm, interesting. First um, gen. First gen, yeah. It's, Is that the, uh, that's the old boxy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's yeah, so uh, it, it's, it's the specs look good for H Pride. Okay, and with like a limited prep motor or what? Yeah, yeah. Everything would be limited prep, so it would be a, uh, basically an IT car with uh, slicks and cams, compression and yeah. computer. A little four four AG four AG four AG yeah. And and, and you just too. went through a hundred percent of what I basically know about these cars, so we're learning as we go along. Okay. Um, the, the one thing I do see a lot of is, uh, they're hard to bleed coolant. I know the second gens are real hard to bleed, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they, they are, they are cool cars. They're, they definitely drive well here. So. Oh, I, this, I was driving this car at VIR and I felt like a little roller skate. I, yeah. I just was impressed. It was in the rain. I really get, didn't get to yeah push it hard, but I was quite impressed with how well that car drove. So what, what was the sequential, uh, 
K-Series Civic? Like, what's it like driving like a Coif Sequential on, in all the fun bits? Absolutely a hoot. Oh, my God. It's got to be awesome. <laughs> well, it it took me a bit, you know, because I, I, this first time I've actually ever raced a sequential. And it's your, it's your typical stick coming up sequential. It's not a flappy paddle right. uh, gearbox. And it took me it took me a session just to, to, to get make my brain, you know, pull back to, to go higher and push down to go lower. Right. Especially since the street GTI does it backwards, and I don't know why it does that. Oh really? Yeah, I, I think all street cars are doing that. You go, you push forward to push up forward to upshift and pull back to downshift. Okay. So, but I don't normally drive the car with the stick. I'll use the flappy pedal. So that wasn't I, so much of a big deal. I can I can uh, commiserate a little bit. I drove a, a 2020 Supra a couple weeks ago. Um, Jackie Ding's uh, cheap Supra has crashed one that he bought. Yeah. And uh, it he put it in like you got you got to like shift it with the paddles mode. Um, and I literally couldn't even, I couldn't do it. I yeah. couldn't, just couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about the paddles and then I spun off track and then thinking about the paddles and they spun off track. Again. Right. You know, you do, you, you don't think about shifting no, in, I, in, a, in an H pattern car. You just, no, shift. I just do it. Yeah. I just do it. But, um, so what's, uh, uh, uh how's that car in STU? Like it's pretty, fun I, think it, I think it's a pretty strong car. I think it'd be a great car for that class. I'm not sure how it would do against the, you know, the BMW, like the BMW 330 or the, S54s that were racing this past weekend, but right. uh, 300 wheel horsepower and a sequential transmission, and it I think it's pretty stout. I just, yeah, that, that's basically like that's the the car that Abe drives on the street, only way fun. So. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Well, it's it's hilarious to drive because you know normally I'll give you an example, like at New Jersey Motorsports Park going into turn one, you want to downshift to just get a little bit more RPM to the corner, going through the middle of the corner, but you end up having to upshift immediately coming out of the corner and it, it upsets the car uh, mm-hmm. not with a sequential you can downshift put your foot in it keep your foot in it pull the pull the handle and the car doesn't even care the car doesn't it's, doesn't. it's so fast and smooth well it just you're not you're not there's no uh, weight transfer front and back from shifting mm-hmm. you just right. it's in it's on it's on you pull 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 and uh, i just you know it, it I was giggling as the first time I went down the, the long straight and just pulled it back and I kept wanting to pull back. I ran out of the gears. Do, does, uh, uh, do you guys have it set up where it just like pull some timing and then, uh, he does have a, he has some kind of throttle retard on it. So it's yeah, got a flat shifter or whatever. Yeah. It's got some kind of sensor on the shifter that when you touch the shifter, it, it, uh, it's a, definitely a flat shifter upshift yeah. downshift. You have to blip the throttle. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, a device that automatically blips the throttle when you touch the stick. I turned it off because I use my own um, my own feet to do that. Yeah, you've got I a just, device. It just took me. It was going to take me too long to try and not do that. So, uh, you know, so it's flat to the floor, shift up, and then regular heel toe going down. And uh, STU, the limits are what two forty five Hoosiers and yeah. or two forty five whatever DOTs. Mm-hmm. Yep, um, two forty five DOTs. So I assume you're on 245 Hoosiers, and we are. Uh, that uh, that's got to be a pretty fun car. Um, it is. And you, is. you ran two majors, two majors weekends with that. Yeah, we ran New Jersey and Thompson with it, and it was just, it overheated in both of them. I don't oh, know. Okay. We're gonna have to work. We're gonna have to figure it out. And then we brought it to pit, and it overheated in the first session. I said, we're not gonna we're not gonna tear this car up. I'm just gonna drive the fit. Do you have a thermostat in the car? Got to talk to Ed. I don't know. Do don't know what talk, he's doing. Talk to Ed. Tell him to take the thermostat out. That's what all the boys do. All right. I got a lot of K-Series bros, so let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah, okay. We will. 
like two thirds of grid life runs a K24 now. It's ridiculous. That's yeah. <laughs> so. putting out some seriously good power. That's amazing. It, yeah, it's a I really good the power extra thing. RPM of the K20 though. He's got it dialed down. The K24 is got to be a little bit lower red line than my old E-Prod K20. What, what would you rev the K20 to? Like 9,000? I think nine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, the twenty four is eighty five, eighty four, or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. You shouldn't. Uh, think you got a lot of a lot of rod stroke ratio there. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Well, so, sound. It sounds like he had a good year, but uh, we didn't see at the runoffs. But maybe we'll yeah, see next year. Did, did uh, I got to ask you if you saw the GTL crazy crash? Afterwards, I did. did. The one coming out of turn uh, seven, I believe it was, where oh, they crashed into felt- the bridge. Yeah, I felt so bad for everyone involved. I felt so bad. <laughs> like, what a terrible moment. Yeah, it was, you know, I, I did the Monday morning quarterbacking on. I didn't see it happen in real time. You know, yeah. life is different in real time. Uh, you know, it looked like an unfortunate racing incident to me. Just some yeah, guys yeah. lost track of each other, and the red mist is kicking in, and it's the last lap, and I'm not yeah. going to give up. Uh, you know, you know, wreckers are checkers, and unfortunately it was wreckers for those guys. Do you have any advice uh, for anybody hosting an event to prevent things like that? I think uh, don't call, it, don't call it a national championship. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think drivers' meetings are very important, and I wish they would have them at everything. But I think in that particular case, I don't know the personalities involved. I, I, no, I, I mean not that, in that particular yeah. uh, crash, but like uh, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm striving to to really have the cleanest racing we possibly possibly can. I'm doing multiple meetings a weekend, and it seems to help. But um, you, you've uh, you've ho- you helped host a lot of different things, and you've coached at track night and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, what's really good is to get people together. I, you know, people racers tend to paddock in their own spot and live their own life and be isolated. COVID complicates this a bit, but if you're drinking together and you're hanging out together and you're you're palling out together and you know each other, you know the guy that that you're that you're fighting next to. Your attitude's different. It's uh, it's kind of like when I say, you know, when you're out on the road and somebody cuts you off and you want to honk your horn and scream at them and flash your lights and wave at them, it's really embarrassing when you pull right next to them in the parking lot at work. Yeah, you know, or when you find out it's your neighbor. When you find out it's your neighbor. So yeah. if you can make everybody a neighbor, then things are handled differently. I think I think people take fewer chances against each other because that other car, that's an anonymous car. That's right. just a car. It's not a driver inside. No, I think that's all. That's a huge. Uh, that's a huge thing we've been trying to do is uh, is bring everybody together, get everybody to know each other, and even using like Facebook Messenger and Facebook groups <laughs> to like have everybody in a group chat. You know, uh, talk about things. Uh, it uh, it it does seem to help. But um, oh, it absolutely uh, does. Felt really bad for the guy on the inside of that GTL crash. Man, looks like it hurt too. <laughs> yeah, they were they were they were booking. Those little things are quick. Yeah, they're not slow. We've we've seen a few of them recently. They're fun to they're fun cars. Yeah, and that was that was GTL, right? It yeah, was GTL. And then of course GTL had its own little man drama, social media freak out over the oh, weekend. Yeah. yeah, with Peter Zeckert. <laughs> Peter Zeckert. Yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. get into an opinion on that one, but holy mother, when I started seeing that stuff flying on Facebook, I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make an opinion either, but a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got yeah, people who are we got people who are threatening to quit SCCA. We got others that are looking to join. So yeah, Abe, for your reference, I don't know if you saw it. It was uh, a guy couldn't make qualifying, and he had like talked to somebody, and they had said, "Yeah, you can just start from the back." And uh, then then the the main somebody who would say that uh, said, "No, go home." 
uh, and there was a lot of Facebook drama about it. Jesus yep. Christ. Yeah. Well, I think he actually asked the chief steward three weeks in advance if he could do it. And the chief oh, steward talked to the same person. That's my understanding from the third, fourth social media hand That's, information is that he had requested from the chief steward to start the race. And the chief steward said, I need to see you in a qualifying session. Okay. And he didn't do a qualifying session. The, uh, the situation is, is different, but not too dissimilar from uh, one person we know missing a driver's meeting back in the day. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's fine to take a hard line on that, but like, is it, is that really an issue worth like telling somebody to piss off over? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think, yeah. I think there are, there are ways to, uh, to avoid that problem. If you're the chief steward, just say, all right, I need, I need you to see in a hardship lap. Can the car make it? You know, like, uh, creating, creating tons of drama is sometimes you got to pick your battles, but. Uh, yeah. But I don't know the position that he was in with yeah, the driver. I, neither, I don't know the driver's position. I don't know the steward's position. Um, yeah. They've gone back. and But we've heard nothing that I've seen from the chief steward himself other than secondhand information. Right. Well, if I was him, I wouldn't post about it either. No. Hell no, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'd, I'd probably close my Facebook account just from the yeah. From, yeah, from leave the, it dark from for the while, garbage. Man. Facebook's not that fun anyway. But. Yeah. As we talk on Facebook, because this right. Facebook Messenger works pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> the calls on Facebook Messenger are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they work really well with our new board and Abe, uh, Abe. Abe, Abe can like just literally like hit stop at the end of this, and we have a podcast, so it works well for guests all over the country. Well, that's that's cool because I know, and I mean, it's been a while since I've done these things with you guys. The last one that I did from home, I believe the last one I did with you was from Summit Point last year, wasn't it? I think that's uh, right. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we, we were on site. Yep. The one prior to that from home, we all used Audible and you are not Audible, Audacity. Yep. Aud- Audacity, is it? Uh, yeah, Whatever we recorded the, it and then. And then somebody had to mix it and produce it and. Yeah, combine all three tracks. And, uh, and if you bleep get out wrong, all the Bleep yep. out all the cussing and. Well, and Christian Ship gave us a uh, an explicit warning many, many, many years ago uh, by swearing too many times. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, we used to combine three and sometimes four tracks, and that uh, yeah, if 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 somebody's off by like half a second, you notice it too, you know. Yeah, well, it's, I would notice like when I would listen back to some of our recordings, you could tell there was a delay, and it right. seems like somebody was either smoking something or not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, or. Or, or literally just the uh, the Skype delay or however we were talking. Yeah. About. But and um, then Adam would get cut off and have to go like work on his bus or something and come back in. Yeah, the it's it's always there's always a project here. I did walk into the garage with my where my RV is today, and uh, I put a piece of cardboard underneath it because I'm trying to track down a random fuel leak, and there was a lot of fuel under my RV. Eesh. So I think I figured it out. Okay, <laughs> it's always that's, a ga- that's a gasser, right? Uh, no, it's a it's a big diesel. Big, big, big. So, yeah, I found I found the fuel leak. At least it's diesel, so I can't. My my garage isn't super flammable. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, it, it did smell like diesel though. So, always a project with an RV. I wouldn't I uh, wouldn't recommend one for the faint of heart, but I would recommend one for everybody who wants to have a cheap tow vehicle that they can sleep in. So, well, it's it's not just that. that. I really it's would the love ability to RV. take a hot shower <laughs> in your own bathroom at the racetrack is itself probably worth the expense of an RV. Yeah, the hot shower. It's the jam right there, man. I'll tell you what, though. Facebook does make Abe kind of quiet. You got to listen. I have to listen. Turn myself up right here. There you go. Ah, We should have said something earlier. See, look at those controls. (laughs) Um, So so the new car, uh, any 
right. And he's, oh, man, somebody's going by me right now with a, with a locked brake on a trailer. Oh, that's fun. Ouch. Yeah, a lot of yeah, flat spot and, tire. And by the way, it's new cars. We bought more than one. Oh, you got more toys. <laughs> no, we bought more than one MR2. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, uh, what, what races or what, what uh, tracks are you going to potentially drive at next year? Do you have any, any well, New Jersey's the easy one next year because Ed lives 30 minutes from there. And well, next, it depends. You know, I, I have to go through. I'm actually the uh, chairman of the Northeast Conference Majors Program. So we have to talk about what we're gonna, where we're going to race next year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been talking about possibly us going to Florida early in the year. I kind of really don't see it happening just because we're not sure what COVID's going to do. And I don't think we're going to be ready to travel down in January. That's only three months from now. Yeah. Three, yeah. three or so months from now, but we'll certainly hit New Jersey and Thompson, which is close to me. And uh, we'll probably have conference races in uh, VIR, Watkins Glen, Pocono pit race, which I did this year for the first time. And that's a little hoot of a track. Um, Mid-Ohio, uh, where else do we race up, up here in the Northeast? And so we'll certainly get the cars out here. Mid-Ohio is a Northeast conference track? No, but we'll probably go out there anyway. Okay. Yeah, pit race is as far west as we go this year. Or this, we, well, it was this year. What uh, uh, What was your favorite track that you drove uh, this year? VR? Well, I only drove, drove Thompson. I, when I four, only had four races this year. Pitt, VIR, Thompson, and New Jersey. Pit was new, so I'll call it my favorite, even though VIR is actually my favorite track. But it was raining, so that's not a favorite this year. I hear pit race is just the best. It's a great little driving track. Um, it's not necessarily a good racing track because it's tight and twisty in certain okay. spaces, and you could really hold somebody up. We saw that with some slow cars. Not me. I got out of the way. Um, <laughs> but then, then again, it's got some fast straights, too, and it's got mm-hmm. some great elevation changes. Got plenty of space. Uh, I, I think that could. Yeah, it's got enough paddock kink space. You can hold a lot of cars out there. Facilities are nice. Um, there were some it's pizza joints nearby. Right? Well, no, it, it was revamped. It used to be called Beaver Run. Yep. yep. And that track has been around for. It was, and they extended the track. Oh, I'm guessing got to be seven or so years ago. Yeah, I think no, they actually they added like what, like a mile and a half. Yeah, I easily doubled it. I would guess. And it really is a good driving track. I think it'd be a good. That was a. It's a good track night track. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think you know Gridlock would probably enjoy it if you want to go out there. We've talked to him. Um, we are. Uh, I did want to ask you. You've been to NOLA. Uh, I have. We're, we're going there in a little bit less than a month. Um, any advice for uh, for anybody driving at NOLA that hasn't been there before? Bring an RV with a toilet. Yeah, that's great. Great advice. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's always good advice, right? <laughs> don't roll your don't don't let anybody roll your car in the gravel. That yeah, that was the one where you rolled and turtled. Exactly. That was the one where I get I get I get hip checked off the track, which would have been fine, except I did it into this gravel pit, and it caught the car and rolled it over. Yeah, I had like a super slow speed rollover. Yeah, and I hear that's not uncommon there, but okay. no, I, it's got it's got. Nice big wide asphalt space. What time of the year are you going? Three weeks. Uh, oh, November. yeah. So the weather is not going to be that big of a deal down there, except for maybe a hurricane. Uh, they should be a little bit past that. They've had two already, so I think, yeah. think they're hurricaned out, but you never know. Yeah. And uh, it, it's really strange. It's one, one side of it is suburbia, and the other side of it is, uh, is industrial. But mm-hmm. it's a good place. The, the building that they have there, I, I assume you're going to have access to that. Yep. for yep. parties and things like that. It's really nice. It's really a nice building, nice space. 
yeah, we're we're going to be using the cart track for a drift competition and the skid pad for like fun drift and a big track for obviously track things. Yeah, uh, so you guys but, are taking over the whole place. Yeah, it's going to be a busy weekend. So. Yeah, that's no, good. I've never I, been. Again, another good driving track. Mike Taylor loves that place. Yeah, he uh, says it's a, like the best Miata track. That's what he says. It is. It's it's a it's a good driving track, a good handling track, and um, it, it can be frustrating. I mean, as you saw, I had a guy who was frustrated with me and, and give me a hip check. Mm-hmm. You can't hold people up, so it's it. But it's good to drive. I mean, I, I enjoyed the layout. It was it was fun. Okay. I came back with some bad memories, but don't I don't hold that against Nola. <laughs> you did. You you didn't uh, enjoy that one kid driving the MX Five. I did not. No. Uh, did you find out uh, whatever happened to him? Is he still racing? Oh yeah, he's he's driving the Pro MX Five Cup. Oh well, good for him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> where else you going? Where else you going in the in the next six twelve months? Uh, we we're working on next year's schedule. Um, talked to Sonoma today, but I doubt that's going to be like a easy one to pull off for us because we're a long way from Sonoma. But yeah, uh, Road America, Mid Ohio, are in the plans. Uh, oh, the Ginger Inn. Circuit of the Americas, we're going there with uh, as a support series for the Global Time or Super Super Lap Battle Global Time Attack event. Uh, GLTC is the support series for the second year. We're going that's, there in that's, March. That's, it's incredible. Good job. That was uh, it was fun last year. It was what? When was it last year? Middle of February? Maybe? February. You say last year? I mean, it was like this year. <laughs> eight months. Anything ago. anything pre COVID is last year. Dude, that feels like four years ago. It I've does. Seen that, it does. Uh, like February. That was last season. Uh, on the way home from that event was the first time I heard about uh, coronavirus or COVID. Um, and yeah, that feels like four years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, I think that'll be a fun one. We're, we've got a lot of people looking forward to that, but we get a little bit of a break. Um, and then, yeah, still sorting out next year's season. Um, we'll see. You, it's hard to believe. When are you going to come year. to the Northeast? Uh, well, we're, we're getting, we're getting blocked from VIR by a certain group of astronauts. Like that's not easy to get to. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the space agency doesn't want us to play at VIR. I'd love to go there. Um, Why not? Uh, well, cause that's, that's, that's the, I don't know. They're, they're blocking us. It's surprised <laughs> that, that they even have that kind of power. I don't they have hyper. Uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> no, they, they get, they get hyper at VIR. They have a real big event there. Okay. Um, but uh, we we toured Thompson and we might be going to Thompson. Uh, we're still waiting on dates potentially. That's another. If we go east, that'll be the first place we go. Just because well, you got go to Thompson, that's just an hour away from me. You can count on me yeah. being there. It's it's got like the right vibe, I think. Um, would you agree? It's like a good club track vibe Absolutely. with enough space. Yep. And- yeah, it's it's a good club track. We can put we put uh, two hundred cars there two weekends ago. Okay, what's the paddock space? It seems like it. Uh, that's the tight spot. And the same thing with Ginger. We had. We had like 200. How many how many cars did we have at Ginger in a couple of weeks ago? Ed? I think it was about 230. Yeah, 230, 240 maybe. Um, yeah. With with drift cars and it's it's snug, but. Well, you toured you. I presume you went and toured the back paddock space and everything. Uh, I I actually toured it via a, a cell phone. Chris okay. and Gabe were there, so I was watching. But uh, well, there's a main paddock space where the garages yep. and everything are. Then there's a road that goes out to what we call the B paddock. B paddock is a good skid pad sized, large skid pad sized place. Okay. And that road between the two, you can put people in there all along the way. Okay. And yep. overflow can be in the infield of the oval. Yep. And they've and got at, a lot of parking at, with the golf course. They've got a lot of parking. Yeah. For yeah. And that's a, across the bridge outside the track. There's a big gravel area that you can park a lot of cars and spectators and things like that. Yeah. They're used. They're used to big events. They run the the uh, 
modified tour there. So they're used to a lot of people being there. Yeah, their circle track, it's uh, big events, like oh, yeah. several thousand spectators. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that that might be a future place to go. Uh, uh, it's, we'll see. Uh, if we go east, it'll be that, some point maybe again. Um, waiting on dates from some points. But, yeah, it, it's tough to book tracks this year because – so many people lost. It seems like a lot of a lot of the events that got canceled, they like the tracks wanted to keep those deposits or whatever, and like gave them first right of refusal on whatever they wanted. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's that's kind of been the story we've heard at a bunch of a bunch of tracks. Um, is that they were like you know they gave away all, any free weekends already. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll keep we'll going. See, we'll see what happens. I don't want to do that many events though. I, it's hard. <laughs> so. No chance for the. For the big track walk in Glen, uh, we actually talked to be to, uh, to maybe be a support series with GLTC or Time Attack uh, for one of the pro series, but nothing uh, nothing confirmed, and that'll probably be a year or two off. Uh, but yeah, they said uh, they said basically like the line is too long. We're not putting anybody else on the line to like rent the track. Um, they've got a waiting list like a decade long. So. Not surprised. Yeah, it's just a. I mean, it is it is the premier track in the Northeast. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have been there in order to to future future wise in order to be there future. Yeah, it's like giant tickets; nobody gives up their date. Yeah, they just don't. I mean, and if they do, uh, the waiting list is big. So, yeah. Well, well what, cool enough. another one to consider. I don't know if you've thought about Pocono. It's actually a pretty fun little driving track. What's that? Uh, the, how big of, a, of an oval is that? Pocono, the Tricky Triangle. That uh, you know, I don't know the mileage on it, but it's like a pretty big track, though inside, right? Well, when you figure in the both the north and south courses, which is what SCCA races into the into the oval configuration, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good little track. I mean, I, I think we're running two plus minute laps on it. Okay. So, long. Greg, have you driven at um, Palmer? I have. Yeah. What do you say of What do you say of that track? That's a great driving track. I just enjoy driving that track, I, but it's not going to be capable of holding. I, I, I love you. I love the guys at Palmer. You know, Fred, Chris, and team have done a great job at that track, but it doesn't really have the space to have a big event. It, it's it's like built on a mountain, right? It is. Well, it's built into a mountain. Basically. It's. Uh, I can say it's scary as hell driving in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have driven it in the rain. Uh, but, you know, the nice thing about Palmer's, depending on which direction you go, we SCCA typically runs it uh, left-hand turns, counterclockwise. Yeah, that's the Does way. Does SCCA race yeah. there or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we race. Uh, we have regionals there as well as track night. Okay. And you do track night there. Yeah, we do track night there. Uh, but the thing about that is that because of those walls, those rock walls that they cut in that you go into, it's visually intimidating. So the first time you drive on that track, you're not going to drive off the side of that track just because you're like, holy hell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, the first time we raced there, I thought for sure there would be a spec me out of debacle, and it wasn't because they were all humbled, I think, by the intimidation that that track can offer. Now they they've got they worked through that, and they're they're wrecking now, but <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out. Huh? Well, they figured it out, but uh, yeah, it's a great little track. I, I, everybody should go and drive drive Palmer at least once in their life. Yeah, it looks super fun in video. You, you, the video, the the, the uh, elevation changes. Video you can't just get doesn't it from do the video, anything man. for it. Uh-uh. Can't. No, there, there's you one diving left hand turn that you are just sure that you're going to get flung off the track if this thing doesn't open up anytime soon because it's a completely blind corner. And finally, you see daylight and you realize, 
I still apexed way too early and I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched a 360 video once and it looked, I think that was the, that, I think that was the one I, I was, I, I looked for a 360 video a few years ago when it first came out the track and uh, yeah, it, uh, it looks totally wild. I would love to go there. Yeah. Do it. One of these days. My wife wants to take a, a vacation in the east east coast, so tour the east coast up and down. That might be a good excuse to drag two cars with. You absolutely should. And, in fact, you know you got a place to, to plug in. Here do you, in, have, in uh, you have an RV outlet for me? I'll make one. i got 220 <laughs> in the garage. There you go. That's perfect. The, uh, how, how far is Palmer from you? Hour 15. That's not bad. Ask me how far Thompson is. Uh, you said 30 minutes. Hour 15. Now. Hour 15, okay. Ask me how far Lime Rock is. Mm, let me guess, hour 15? Hour 15. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're uh, you're right in the middle of, of, of all three, huh? Yeah, yeah. In, in ironically, Middletown. Yeah, right in the middle. Yep. What uh, what you been doing with the uh, with the old Porsche 914s? Letting it sit. Letting it uh, weigh down the earth. Well, the streetcar. No, the streetcar. Um, oh, really? Well, the race car. Yeah, I didn't do anything with the race car. Last, you know, last year incumbent uh, guest had with the 914 is that I did the Lime Rock Historics in 2019 with it after having cracked the or broken the crankshaft two weeks or a week earlier, borrowed an engine from a F-Prod driver so I could do the Lime Rock Historics. And he really doesn't want me to, to put any more time on the engine. So I've been... Um, procrastinating building a replacement engine. So I didn't drive it this year. Okay. The streetcar though. I, I micro squirted the streetcar over the wintertime. Yeah. I completely I replaced the stock fuel injection system with micro squirt at where it runs better than it's ever run before. So high pressure fuel pump and high pressure fuel system then, or yeah. Um, I'm using the same induction system, physical induction system that the, that the original D jet tronic had, but okay. I replaced everything around it. All the sensors, all the, injectors the computer and everything and yeah. now it's fully tunable very cool um, so that was the streetcar and that and so and now i want to mod an engine for it and build an engine and see how it handles that yeah there you can do whatever you want to a little volkswagen yep. flat four but those are those are cool cars i uh, I'm, I'm glad you're still fiddling with them but. i will i will i the uh the, the race car i'll get an engine i'll probably drive it next year at least a couple of times streetcar play around with it. I spent a lot of time with the streetcar driving it since I'm work from home now. So I, a lot of opportunities. We had some pretty decent weather this year and Don't I got to drive around. Go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Looking for excuses to, to drive the yeah. car. Yeah. How, where's the furthest away hamburger I can get for lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's, you know, it's a 45 year old car, so it's an adventure as I'm walking out the door. It's like, okay, dear, make sure you get your phone with you. And uh, the truck is the keys are in the truck, and it's hooked up to the trailer, <laughs> and just drive just it to wherever it. I am. <laughs> but I never had to use it; it was great. Yeah. No, that, uh, that I think it's cool to have a street and a race car variant of an ancient 914. That's cool. Uh, sounds like fun. Yeah, living your best life, Greg. I'm glad you are. Sorry. I am not unhappy with the. You know, I mean, given current events, uh, I'm blessed. I've got I've got no complaints. I'm still employed. Everyone around me seems to be healthy. Unfortunately, we did lose some some New England region people this year to COVID, which is very unfortunate. Older older mm-hmm. folks, but my close family and and close friends have all been safe or minimally affected by this disease. And um, 
I, I got nothing to complain about. I have one more question for you. No, you, you can ask me anything you want, man. Did, did you pull down this radio tower at your uh, mom's property? <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Just Delta, you, Delta you, went through here last week. Give give Abe the backstory on this thing. Okay, <laughs> this has been it's a, it was an, it was kind of a uh, a notorious thread on uh, Road Race Autocross for a while. On the forum that we can't mention. Oh, you mentioned it. We're not supposed to mention it. Mm, uh, Scott came information. We can mention. You it. know, okay. people Look. people don't use forums anymore. Like if we told everyone what the URL was, I I doubt you'd even have any people sign up. Well, we have we we have we have had a few people go to it because they heard about it. Uh, we slipped uh, we slipped and said it on the podcast a while, long time ago. And a few uh, people okay, were, went there and we. We, we well, I, have, I haven't been there in quite a while, so I have no idea. What it's funny, there. like in our little world, the only like forums that are really, really active are like the the Subaru forum, the uh, the Sandbox, and like the GRM forums, and then like everything else is kind of dead. Yeah, I well, just and- I just so much prefer the forum because the conversations are easier to follow and it's easier to find stuff. It becomes a repository of information. Yeah. But you know, it's not that the, is until your the image hosting service decides that they're gonna like kill everything. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so, th- uh, this particular place is a libertarian universe because you can go in and say or do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is which is why I pretty much backed out for a while when this COVID thing came in. Yeah, it it, it it's a it's a it's a wild west over there. Um, but, uh, uh, and unfortunately, it just started getting mean. Um, yeah, a little bit. I noticed it, that you know, too. I people were just you know these are. These are people that I know and I'm friends with and I respect and I'm watching them going back and forth it, and just being uncivilized and mean. And I decided, you know what? I just don't need that right now. I got enough it was almost like a microcosm of like the average American, you know, like uh, it's you saw people that you knew like going a little stir crazy and getting a little nuts. I think, I think that's what I think you're, you're spot on right there. It's just, yeah. it, it is a microcosm of what the rest of society is right now. And I'm choosing just to step away. Okay. Uh, well, I've had a, I've had a bunch of people um, who know me uh, in real life say, "Is Greg a me? Okay, I haven't seen him in a while on Rotary Soccer." No, I'm I'm perfectly fine. I just yeah. was minimizing the levels of, of stress and frustration. Yeah. Just so kind of um, taken back. You got to you got to tell us the the two minutes on the on the on the tower. All right. <laughs> so so not to bore your your fans who have heard this podcast in the past, my, my family has land in Louisiana. I, my family grew up in Louisiana and there's a tower on the property that my mom now lives on that owns that she owns. So it's a 400 and some odd foot radio tower. It's a Roan R O H N Roan radio tower, triangle cross section of about 17 inches on a side. And it's been there since it was put in when the business was, was in business back in the mid seventies. Yeah, and the place went out of business, I'm guessing, probably early to mid-80s. And it's been standing there ever since. And she has the property now. And every time I go there, I look at this little aberration sticking into the sky, which is within falling radius of where her home is. And I, I've been scheming now for, Adam's got to be, what, five, six, seven years to, uh, to take it down. And, and there's the, woods all around it too, right? There's woods on three sides of it. Yeah, uh, drop it in the woods. So we we know Ed and I. Last time we were there, when Ed and when we did the Southern Yankee tour to to New Orleans, there I think it was uh, early eighteen. Ed and I went there. I went there with measuring equipment, and I know how to take it down. I can take it down in a heartbeat, and I know it's going to pretty much come down on itself. 
But the problem is not taking it down. The problem is cleaning it up, especially if it falls into the trees. You know, we're going to need big chainsaws and caterpillars and all kind of stuff to drag that stuff out. And I just, I just haven't got, I, there is, there's one half inch rod that I could cut with a Harbor Freight hacksaw and the whole thing's coming down, but then it's just going to be a mess. So why, how is this thing still hand, standing in like hurricane season? It's a fantastic design. I mean, it was designed to be there. That it's 400. Not, not, not too rusty or anything? Or? No, not at all. Um, hmm. I believe it's, I'm guessing it's all galvanized. Yeah. It's it's embedded in concrete at its base. Okay. And each of the, uh, one, two, three, four, nine. No, it's got uh, eight per side. Each of the, when all the guy wires go down to rods that are buried in concrete at all three corners. They're, they're mm-hmm. huge blocks of concrete. I mean, massive blocks of concrete. So as long as the wires are all kept taut and straight and don't fail, that little skinny tower, which you could easily hug without, without even trying. Oh, it's hard. that small, huh? It's, 17, it's a triangle, 17 inches aside. Oh, okay. 17 so, inches and yeah. then 400 feet tall. Yeah. So so put your fingers, I'm doing it right now. Take your fingers and put them about a foot and a half apart. Yeah. yeah. That's one side of the triangle. Mm-hmm. So you could walk up to that thing. You could put one arm around it and touch your other shoulder. That's a lot smaller than I was picturing. You're right. And the but, tube but itself, it's I think, uh, you know, take your finger into an okay sign in about to about an inch of a hole. That's maybe what the tubes at the corners are. Mm-hmm. And then the crosshatch that goes all the way up between those two is smaller than your pinky finger. Yeah. Much smaller. It's probably probably the size of a pencil. So that whole thing, it's all the, the weight of the tower itself. All those tubes are in compression. So mm-hmm. it'll hold itself up. And all the wires do is keep it vertical so that it doesn't collapse. Mm-hmm. You take out one of those wires, one of those sections of wires, and then it it it's got it's like the the you know the the muffler. My, the muffler man with the, the muffler thing with the, the blow up doll that's blowing up and flapping back and forth. As soon as it loses that side rigidity, it just falls down on itself. Mm-hmm. But then it leaves all those wires in the tree lines. It leaves all that metal in whatever direction it falls. And all of that has to be cut up and taken away. Yeah. How thick is the tubing? Do you know? Oh uh, yeah. Each, each tubing corner is about an inch diameter. I mean, like the wall thickness and stuff. Do you not know? much, oh, not much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I didn't look up the specs, anything. but I'm guessing maybe a sixteenth of an inch. Yeah, it's probably not worth anything in scrap either. I think we figured we did some rough calculations, and I think we figured the whole weight, including the cables, was going to only be a couple of thousand pounds. Yeah, so it's worth like four hundred dollars. Yeah, and what is steel now? Twenty cents a pound, maybe. Yeah, it, it's like automotive steel. I think it's like two seventy-five a ton. So. Yeah, so it's nothing. Yeah. So you can't pay anybody to come and do it because they're going to, they, they won't do it for the scrap. No. They're going to spend more just in gasoline getting there and back. Yeah. There, there was a pretty funny thread on Rotary's Autocrass about how are we going to get a team of dudes to do this and not kill somebody? Um, oh, well, all I got to do is just declare it's going to happen and I'll get tons of guys that show up and hang out in the field. Problem as soon as I knock that thing down, they're all going to be like, "Hey, see ya, gotta go, bye." I think if everybody's got a sawzall, you can clean that thing up in about six hours. <laughs> I'd have to have some kind of incentive plan. Yeah, we, uh, it, a lot, a lot of booze uh, and some uh, some oh, some I'd, good uh, some good southern cooking might. Do I would I would pay for a lot of beer to get somebody to take that thing down. Yeah, that uh, it could be a fun weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I, and that was the best part because we keep thinking that we want to just have a good old party there. 
because we're coming up to the time to do it. You want to do it when when it starts to get cold. Yeah, when so it's all, all the rattlesnakes and other reptiles just kind of go and hibernate and leave you alone. Okay. How cold is leaves... it? What's that? How cold does it get there in the in November, December? Oh, January? worst time, middle of January, it may get down to freezing. Okay. Which which I laugh at my my sister will post on Facebook. Oh, it's freezing out here. It got down to thirty two, and I'll show her I'll show her negative ten or something like that in Connecticut and go. We really feel sorry for you, dear. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever are dropping the tower. Uh, yeah. Well, you're going to be passing right by it probably once you go there and twang it. Well, it's maybe. only it's only a, an hour going to be only what hour maybe hour and a half west of where you're going to be. I got a Dewalt twenty volt uh, cordless bandsaw. I'll right? I'll tell you exactly what to cut. Yeah, the the one nearest mom's house or what? No, nope. There's one that's uh, ninety degrees to mom's house, and you cut mm-hmm. that rod because the coming out of the concrete block is a I think it's a half inch steel rod, goes to a clevis with four with four guy wires. Okay. And there are two of those at each corner. All you got to do is cut that half inch rod, which will release the four clevis wires. I would stand in back of it, mm-hmm. and then and then down she comes. I think, and the, you you clip the one in the middle, and I think it's going to bend in the middle and just collapse down on itself. I bet it comes down within a quarter of its radius. Hmm. But if if it didn't, if it did, tubes flying all over. The place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we would we figure okay, so we're going to be, it's going to be flying that direction. So we we look turn 180 degrees and look that direction and make sure that the, the trees are completely clear and we got some place to go. Cause I'm not going to stick around and watch, but yeah. we'll get a, we'll get a couple of drones out there to take some video. We get some people that stand clear and take some video. We get people like you to make commentary. <laughs> I think it'd be, I think it'd be super fun, but I also might throw a, a one inch piece of tubing through somebody's brain. So. No, we just make sure everybody's clear. Like Abe's a doctor, we could bring him with. He's smart. That's well, there we go. We need we need a medic. That's, yeah. We're all not, not that kind of doctor. He's one of those not, evil. Not the kind that helps people. Okay. <laughs> He's just but smart. It can, it, yeah, it could be done. I mean, it's I, I'm game. I keep wanting to do. It. In fact, I think each time I go there, I, I figure maybe I'll just drink a whole lot more beer and just break out the tool and just go do it. And, okay. and isn't it technically illegal to have it up there right now? Man, this is a public broadcast. You sure we want to talk about this? <laughs> well, I'm, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. Uh, well, we don't know. We we don't know where it is. I'm not going to tell you what town right. it's in. Um, but there's probably thousands of illegal towers. I, in the probably you're, you're probably right. There is that. There's a, there are thousands of towers. It is marked on aviation charts. Okay. So I know pilots are aware of it. Um, but it is not registered with the FCC, and I don't believe the lighting is compliant. So. It does. That's another reason that I really, 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 really want to take it down. Mm-hmm. Have you called like the, the city the and asked them if they would take it down? Oh, no, no. Nobody's going to spend that kind of money. There's no value. I mean, f- for us, it's all liability and, and you know, no return for everybody else. It's all cost. Well, and call no the local news and tell them that the city won't help and you're very worried about the safety of people around this thing. Yeah, and that's when the FCC and the and the FAA start calling and going, what? Yeah, and then they and then they hire a pro <laughs> to take it down. It cost you thirty eight grand. <laughs> it was. I did get some quotes, and it was it was pushing. It was up some some were pushing twenty grand to take it down. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Twenty grand, or uh, or or some, uh, or basically you just well, get a a beer sharing party together. <laughs> you know, but but then again, yeah, you you knock it down and you leave it in the tree line, and then it becomes my problem with my mom passes away, right? 
Right. So just to get rid of the liability, we could just knock it down. We may have a great time, great party, wonderful video. Maybe I can monetize that stuff on YouTube and uh, and use that to clean it up. I think if you get enough people with cells, I was 400 feet. I mean, I, I figure I could probably chop up about 40 feet of steel in about an hour. So you get 10 well, dudes. I, you, you go in. I mean, my, my plan would be once you knock it down, uh, the the area immediately around it where I think it's going to fall is actually clear. So I think the frame itself will probably come down in a reasonably clear space. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you got to get all the cables out there. So you got to go in there for each of those uh, each of those six concrete blocks. You're not going to pull those concrete blocks out of the ground. You're going to cut it flush where they go into the ground. And I think the tops of those are probably a foot or two below. And then you have to take all the cables out. So you cut all the cables at the ends. And you mm-hmm. attach them to a tractor, and hopefully you can just pull them to the tree line to where yep. they're, they're all in the same space. Call a scrap man and have him take it away. Exactly. So you, once you have it in a general space, all you got to do yeah. is call the scrap guys, and they'll come and take it. Yeah, uh, it does sound like fun, though. I, I don't know. Once, uh, once you're doing so, it. Okay, all right, so what are you doing Tuesday, then? I can get a quick uh, southwestern flight. I am busy flight. for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you'll be there in a heartbeat if I actually declare it's going to happen. Uh, especially if you do it uh, November like eight, nine, ten uh, in that time frame, maybe the Monday after. That'd be a great thing to stop by on the way home. Yeah. Right. Well, that's and I want to and to that end to go off another tangent. You really gotta you really gotta get west of New Orleans and, into Cajun country because I don't consider New Orleans to be Louisiana. New Orleans is New Orleans. Cajun country is Louisiana. It's where I it's where I grew up and it's where my family's from and. And you got to go out there and get some good food. And I could, you, you stop by my mom's house and she'll cook up a storm if you feel like it. Mm, that sounds delicious. I'm going to have to go home and work a day job, though. That's the problem. Bomb yeah. through that. Work, work like 60 hours straight at the racetrack. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, that's, the, that's, half of the, that's half of the fun. I miss out on half the fun of like the area and the places we it, go. You know? I, Louisiana, I left Louisiana some time ago. I, I think uh, we, we moved to Texas when I was in South, when I was in junior high, but it's, it's got a special place. I, I own land down there right next to my mom's. Okay. And um, it's, it's a different country. It's a different heritage. Uh, the people are wonderful. Uh, you know, the Kunasses, the Cajuns are just wonderful people. I've yeah. literally never been there. I, w- I would love to spend some time. Well, if you, if you want to take a scenic route home, if you just go towards Baton Rouge and then get on State Highway 190 westbound mm-hmm. towards Opelousas, and that's Cajun country, and then you go south of that. Any anything in the uh, uh, the in, like uh, the the Bayou Tash area, and you know in uh, Louis Lafayette, New Iberia, Karen Crow, Port Barry, um, that's Cajun country. It's wonderful times. What should I get if I if I stop at uh, at a place? What should I eat? Ask them. Just ask them what to eat. Ask them. Ask them. Okay. Tell them. Tell me you're. Tell me you're a damn Yankee, even though you're not really a Yankee. And uh, you just ask for their recommendation because everybody's going to have their own specialty. Maybe I should stay an extra day. <laughs> it's useful. And well, one thing you need to get it's not. It's not really a a meal so much as a, a snack. You need to get some uh, boudin. Oh, and, I've had that. Boudin and cracklins. Yeah. Cracklins. Boudin is a, uh, it's a, it's a rice. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a rice plate, uh, rice dish, but however it's served in the intestines. 
So you oh, squeeze yeah. it out of the sausage. intestines, and like, you, yeah, it's. I, I guess it is a sausage. We, um, we had uh, we had it at. Uh, it was brought up from Texas. We had it at Mid Ohio uh, and at Gingerman, I think, um, from from various Texan buddies, namely yeah. Mister Yarbrough. So. There you go. Yeah, and then you can also delicious. find cracklins. You can find cracklins at any convenience store or any gas station. <laughs> cracklins are the, uh, the 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 stomach, uh, the 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 skin of the. Of the uh, it's basically bacon, including mm-hmm. the skin that's cut into square chunks. So you've got the skin, you've got the fat, and you've got the meat, cut into square chunks and fried. So you got to have that. Doesn't sound too bad. Sounds bad when you when you like lay it out there of what it is. <laughs> well, just don't think about it and eat it. You'll like it. All right, I'm gonna. All right, boys. So we've been into this for an hour, and I gotta go do some things. Hey, Abe's got chores. I, I gotta I've got I've got an empty beer can. All right. Well, good to talk to you, Greg. I'm I'm uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that COVID has uh, treated you well. And Thank we'll you. Hopefully, see. You I'm, soon. I'm glad that everything sounds like everything's going well on your side, especially with the grid life. I really hope uh, you guys can come up here so I can. Hang out with you again. I really enjoyed that. I think. Uh, do you still have your STL car? Uh, boy, that's the one the, that rolled over. Yeah, well, that's actually that's the one that became e prod last year that we caught on fire at the runoffs, oh, which, we, which we didn't talk about. Yeah, no, we never did talk about that. Did we? Okay. Uh, I actually, I think we did. We did one call-in show in between then. I think. Okay, so the 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 ITS car became the STL car, became the STU car, became the e prod car. Mm-hmm. Became the uh, car flambe at VIR, and it is uh, it, that is gone to. We, we still have it. It's we're okay. giving it to a friend of ours who is going to completely rewire the car and make it a full up e prod car. Okay, well that would be semi close to a GLTC car. If we get close, maybe you come race with us. So. Yeah, well we can put we can put uh, racing we can put uh, dot slicks or dot tires on it from the STU car, no problem. Same. There you wheel. go. There you go. Well, maybe one of these days. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Let me know if you're dropping a tower. I want to come come play. I'd love to. <laughs> Sorry, See man. you guys. It's good talking Thanks to you guys. Me. Yep. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes, and come and find us in the pits at Grid Life to say hello. 